0: From the Spectrum Healthcare Partners studios across the MBR radio network. Nick Godin sitting in with us today. Maddie and Wing with you here on a Friday. Mike Antonellis joins us now on the guest line. Mike, you saw a good one last night against Altoona, down 7 to nothing, and a nice little uh, comeback win there for the Sea Dogs.
1: Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they scored all their runs, all 12. They had 13 hits in the last four innings. And it really started with the bottom of the order. They got all the rallies started. Uh, consecutive innings when they began their rally in the 7th and 8th, they had three straight singles, and it all came from the lower part of the order, and they got some weird breaks last night in that game, and uh, it was fun to watch, and and it just shows this club is a little bit different. They've made some changes, and uh, they really battle in these games, and, and they never gave up last night, and they earned that win.
0: That's uh, that's fantastic. It's uh, you guys have had uh, quite a quite a bit of weather stuff this week. You had a, a suspended game with Reading. Like, how many people were in were in uh, for that game? By the way, for for the Reading game, like Wing and I were trying to guess the attendance on that one. Like, I wasn't sure like how that one was the game you had on Wednesday, where you had the suspended game and then you had the regular yeah. game.
1: Yeah. So uh, this is a little strange. The suspended game was game two of doubleheader that we were the home team from. That was a the game they shifted from the series we lost with those guys so the attendance for game one on the 15th was actually 7,000 that was the paid attendance but when we resumed everything on uh, Wednesday uh, that attendance I'm talking about was Tuesday uh, Wednesday we had a delay before we started that suspended game and there was a lot of kids there for 11:45. The but by the time we started and got into game two uh, those kids can't stay that long so um, they announced I believe, let's see, I in my scorebook out, Um, almost 7000 paid, but there was not many of that in the ballpark uh, when we got later in the day.
0: Trevor Kelly did something that had not been done in a very long time last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he hit. It was... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was funny. You know, we ran out of pitchers. We only had one position player. And, um, you know, it really worked out because you, you certainly could have questioned, you know, I know people will question, well, why did they let him hit with uh, a position player left, but we didn't have any arms left, so, I mean, you could take the gamble and let somebody hit with the game. The game was tied at that point. You let someone hit and then, you know, maybe throw a position player, but I think they made the right decision, and, uh, you know, had L two had the dogs not taken the lead, they would have just probably used the position player in the 11th, but... I was joking with him after the game that he was arguing. It would have been funny if he got thrown out for arguing, and then the Sea dogs would have had to use a position player in that bottom defense.
0: <laughs> that could have happened. That could have happened. Mike yep. Antonellis uh, for the Portland Sea dogs Portland Sea
2: dogs Radio Network. Mike, I'm a little nervous about me, uh, too. They came out with the uh, top 100 minor league baseball players on list, and with Groom now being hurt, uh, Sam Travis I think might have been on there. That's it that's yeah. not
1: good yeah i mean I, I do think there's there's ups and downs um i think it's more of a down if the big league team didn't have a lot of young guys and i think that that's you know first and foremost i, I think they've graduated some of those guys that were top hundreds i mean you look at uh, ben and sandy mookie devers xander might have been i don't even think jackie was a top 100 believe it or not but um I, I think that's the good part. If you want to take a half-full approach, is that their core really is young up there? So that that's a good thing. It helps you replenish through the draft. And um, but you know, I I certainly understand that. I think in the pitching end, you'd like to see more up there. And uh, there's teams that are young in the big leagues, though, that do have some of those players in the hundreds. Um, you've, you've heard me preach this many times that the Yankees are they're in a good swing right now with what they're doing. And uh, Justice Sheffield, I think, is going to pitch on the twenty-third. Chance Adams is another, uh, I think, top 100 guy. But, you know, we'll see what happens uh, this draft. I think the the Red Sox, you know, you're going to have some of these younger guys. They're going to get older quick, and then you want to see that uh, draft get replenished, some of the guys you've lost.
2: So you're thinking that uh, if they re-sign these young guys, that we'll be able to replenish before we need these guys coming back up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's an issue if you're not young in the big leagues. I mean, if you look at that core, you know, Vasquez, Bogart, Devers, Benintendi, Mookie, Jackie, uh, that's pretty young. Uh, even some of your, your pitchers with Barnes, you hold know, Brian Johnson, Bobby Pointer, Eduardo Rodriguez, those are young guys. I think it's an issue if you're not young and so you have no help in sight, and that's how you get jammed a bit with free agents. So i give it a few years, and maybe, you know, you, you traded eight guys. For two pitchers in that club right now, uh, you've made some trades to, to lose. You know, Thor- if you take Thornburg, Kimbrell, and Fail, that's twelve players. Um, tough to keep, you know, a pretty good farm system when you t- trade away that many guys. W- which you know, I, I don't have a problem with.
0: Talking with Mike Antonellis from the Portland Sea Dogs. Portland Sea Dogs Radio Network. Sea Dogs uh, in action tonight. Um, the the, uh, the other thing I, I, I've. Earlier in the year, uh, Trey Ball was moved from the rotation uh, into the bullpen. Uh, Got to watch him pitch over the weekend against Binghamton. Still looks like he's trying to figure things out. Where's he at in terms of his development right now?
1: I think it's a work in progress. You know, I I think one thing you you certainly want to see when a guy is converted to the bullpen is the velocity kick up, and it hasn't, you know, and I don't know why that hasn't. Um, It's, you know, it is an adjustment doing this. I mean, the routine you get in as a starter, it's just completely different. I mean, you know when you're going to pitch. Um, just, it's not even that. I mean, I don't I don't think guys... I mean, and, and as a reliever, you kind of know when you're going to pitch, too, the way it is in the minor leagues, just the way that the rotations work. If you pitch two innings one day, you're, you're not going to pitch for a couple days. Uh, they don't really use guys back-to-back. So, I think that routine he's probably used to, but... It's just not throwing a lot and having to come in right away and command everything, and I, I don't think that's easy. Um, last night, he didn't look great early. When he came in, he allowed three inherited runners to score, but he did have a shutdown inning, which, believe it or not, it's 7 nothing. Had he not done that, who knows? You know, Portland might not have come back in that. So, I think you want to see the velocity pick up a bit. I think his other pitches have been pretty good, but you know, still uh, where his fastball is and his delivery and his arm slot, he, he has to throw a little bit harder, and it's just not there yet.
0: Talk of Mike Antonellis from the Portland Sea Dogs. Um, another thing this year too, like what? Um, yeah, it's so funny. Like I'm always amazed when the other night, ne- the other day, I'm I'm down there on Sunday and I'm throwing out the first pitch and I'm wearing my Expos jersey and hanging out. And all of a sudden, Frank Viola comes around the corner. He's a pitching coach for the Binghamton. Uh, for for Binghamton, he goes, "Man, I haven't seen that jersey in a long time." Like, how many random ex-major leaguers are just floating around Double Like, I don't think people realize who's coaching a lot of these teams. Like, Frankie V was like a prime time player back in the days, and now he's a pitching coach. I mean, Paul Abbott pitched in the major leagues as well. There's a wealth of knowledge uh, running around the minor league ballparks right now.
1: Yeah, I, I actually do talk about that a lot. Um, I, I think it's great. I really do. Um, a few years ago, thinking of Binghamton, uh, in back-to-back years, they had Tim Tuffle and Wally Backman there as managers, and, and those guys platoon in 86. And, uh, you know, you go down that, that uh, warm wormhole of uh, what happened in 86, you know. Uh, those, those guys platoon in game one, Tim Tuffle made an error that allowed the Red Sox to score the only run and win. And uh, it's, it's really weird. Uh, Frank, uh, by the way, we had our uh, Mother's Day 5K, and he came out early, and I actually just bumped into him, and he was asking me what, what was going on, and he was so taken back that we did something like that for, for cancer research, and he came out and watched. And But, you know, you, there's tons of them. There's a lot of roving instructors that are ex-big leaguers, but there are a lot of coaches that are, are good big leaguers. Um, Trenton's J-Ball, I mean, J-Bell, excuse me, you know, former big league shortstop. Uh and I think that's a part, you know, that you bring up that people don't realize that there's a lot of coaches that are big leaguers, and some of them are pretty damn good.
0: Talking with Mike Antonellis for the Portland Sea Dogs. Jansen Whitty's been hitting since he's been back in Portland.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, they've added three guys here that just um they're just I, I just did the numbers. They're hitting four thirty seven between Chad De La Guerra and Jansen Whitty who were in Pawtucket and they, they were struggling up there. Whitty was more hurt and he wasn't playing uh, so those two guys have just come down here and been a house of fire. And then Tony Renda, who's a veteran, who was involved in the first uh, Chapman deal uh, back in 15, I believe. He's hitting 397 in 18 games. These three guys have really helped, and, and it's really showing the rest of the guys are starting to pick it up big time. So, you, I mean, you put three guys in there that can play in a lineup. I mean, you have just put one, and, and they're putting three. They've, uh, their batting average has, has gone up 30 points in nine days, which is really unheard of.
0: That's pretty crazy. That's yeah, it is. Uh, it's it pretty yeah. wild.
1: The, Thirty points.
0: I, you you talk to a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys rolling around in the booth, scouts, all sorts of people. Um, I've been to I've been to Hadlock Field now three or four times this year, and every time it just so happens that it, it's Binghamton and Tebow's been there. But a strange thing has happened in in the Tim Tebow thing. He's actually hitting, like, and he actually over the weekend at one point was hitting over 260, which, yeah. you know, there are a lot of guys that, that wash out at AA because they can't get over, like, 220, 230, get over the Mendoza line. Like, what's the talk with him around the league? Like, it, he's actually doing okay. I mean, really, you know what I mean? It, that's that's yeah. for, for where he came from and what he is. That's pretty impressive.
1: I agree. I still think what Michael Jordan did was, too. I mean, I know he's, mm-hmm. you know he's considered a failure, but, I mean, come on. The guy, he didn't play till I think, Little League, I and mean, he was getting hits in double-A. I mean, yeah. in mean, double-A at the time, you know, you had guys that didn't leave. Uh, I'm not saying it was harder then, but, um, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, he, I know he's older, but it has nothing to do with it. I mean, it's still reps. I mean... He hasn't played at this level ever. This is a huge separator, and he's such a competitor, and he's a good athlete. And I never knew he was a good baseball player. But he, I mean, he's not a great outfielder yet, but a lot of guys that haven't played a lot of outfield professionally aren't. And um, I think it's great. You know, I know there's a lot of, you know, the big talk now is whether his impact is helping attendance, which I I just don't even get into. I think that, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, I think people are going – it might not be the same as the South Atlantic League, but, you know, I think the fans in Portland really liked it. They, uh, had, I noticed a huge cheer when he came up, and I mean, he's got four home runs. Um, he is striking out a lot, but, you know, there are a lot of guys that do here, so it's, it's a good story. I mean, there's a lot of people, I think, more, if you went and uh, did percentage, more people want him to fail, and, you know, that's how it is, it's going to be, I guess, with him, but, um, yeah, he's a terrific guy. He's done two press conferences at our place, and he's, uh, yeah, it's a good story. I think it's good for for the for the league. It's good for baseball. It brings a lot of attention.
2: It's a sad commentary, isn't it? That uh, I, I mean, the, the guy's a quality guy. Everything that you read uh, ev- from everybody, and people want him to fail. And some of the biggest jerks I've you've ever seen in your life. People, they're they're all excited about him and cheering him on, and it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I I, just, I know. I scratch my head with these things, and he, you know, maybe they think he's. It's not real, but it is. I mean, I've just seen him interact. I mean, he does some really amazing things for charity. And, um, yeah, I don't really think he's taking a spot from everyone. I mean, people who say that, I mean, there are guys that are filler guys everywhere, and, and there are guys that get drafted based on some favors and all that. That happens. Everybody knows that. Uh, and I really do think, you know, psychologically – I think it's good what the Mets are doing. I'm not saying that they don't think he can play, but that, that has to really motivate guys, and I think he's just a good mentor to have around. And seeing him grinding and riding buses when he doesn't need to do it, you know, I think it's going to help his teammates. And, and they're playing better, too, and I'm not surprised. I bet he's been a pretty good influence on a lot of those players.
0: Mike Antonellis is the voice of the Portland Sea Dogs. He joined us today while they're on the road. Mike, thank you very much. Anytime guys. Appreciate mm. it. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you very much. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. That's Mike Antonellis from the Portland Sea Dogs here on the Bealist Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners studios across the MBR Radio Network.